Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 163. Well, this week we have looked at God preparing the world for the coming of Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. In the fullness of time, Galatians 4.4, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, that he might redeem those of us who are under the law and give us grant us the legal standing of a mature son being adopted into the family of God. And in order for that to happen, God had to get the world ready. That's why it says on the occasion, in the time when the time was right, in the fullness of time, God sent forth the Messiah. And so we've been looking at the synagogue system that was developed in those silent 400 years, how that God raised up Alexander so that we would not only call them the synagogues, but the language that the term synagogue comes from became the lingua franca. It was the language of the day, the language of the world, the trade language that was spoken everywhere. When we left the last podcast, Octavian and Mark Antony, who had ruled Rome together with another man, they had gone to battle. They had gone to war, as many times strong leaders do. Mark Antony and Cleopatra were defeated by Octavian. And after that battle, Octavian, the grandnephew of Julius Caesar, who in his will, his dying will, had granted Octavian the status of his adopted son, and he became the legal heir and became the Caesar of Rome. After the Battle of Actium, he went back to Rome and consolidated his power. We don't know exactly whether it was, some historians will say it was Octavian's idea. Some would say that it was a planted senator, or some would say that it came from a group of senators. But somehow or another, they said, your name should be changed because you are an exalted figure. You are blessed by the gods of Rome, and you are an exalted person. And so we're going to change your name. We're not going to any longer call you. We will no longer call you Octavian. We are going to call you the August One. And so Octavian Caesar became Augustus Caesar. Now, what you and I need to realize is that when Rome came to power, that everywhere, everywhere, that Rome's arm of power stretched, it had to have troops stationed there because the peace that had been won had to be the peace that was kept. Americans are used to that because after World War II, after winning the war and becoming the world superpower, everywhere that we went and everywhere that we conquered, we left troops there in Europe, in Germany, in the European countries where Hitler had been vanquished, in the Pacific. Our largest naval base was in Japan, a conquered country until just recent decades when Subic Bay was closed. And so we know the cost 
cost. And we know the cost in lives. We know the cost in treasure. We know the cost in toil upon a government of having troops keeping peace all over the world. There's always something popping up everywhere. And what we're talking about is in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son when the world was ready. He had to get the world ready. And that's what he did during these 400 silent years when historians says that God didn't speak, God didn't move. Well, God did move and God did speak, not just through a prophetic voice, but he spoke in another way through getting ready and preparing nations and getting people in place and getting cities ready for the coming of the Son of God and the message that would follow his substitutionary death, burial, and resurrection. And so as Octavian, now Augustus, began to send his troops all over the world, they had to have roads to walk on and to march on and to get the equipment for battle out. So they began to have a great navy and they began to cut roads all over the Greco-Roman world. My wife, Karen, and I have been on Roman roads in Italy. We've been on Roman roads in Greece. We've been on Roman roads in Turkey. We've been on Roman roads in Jordan and in Israel today, because when they build something, they build it. And many of the structures in and around Rome were built during the days of Augustus Caesar and the Caesars that followed him and the Caesars before him. It's an incredible kingdom that God set up during the days of the preparation for his own son to walk on the earth. And the Romans were master builders, and they built these tremendous highways and roads, and all roads led to Rome. And you can still go there today and see the beginning of the mileage system, the milestones. Of course, they weren't called miles, but we call them that, and we call them milestones. But as you travel all over the Middle East and the Mediterranean lands, you're going to see Roman milestones, which gave distances of how far you were from Rome and how far you were to the next city that led to Rome or whatever the case would be. But they had every so often they would have milestones. Why? Because the center of the earth was Rome. As they built these roads, that was another way that the gospel would get out by speaking the language along the road, the language of Alexander. They would go to the places of the Beit Knesset and the synagogues that were started during the days of the Babylonian and the Persian Empire. And so it was an act of God to do that to allow the peace of Rome, a nation that could keep peace all over the earth so the gospel could spread, to build roads so that there would be highways, just like the Bible said, that would bring the good news and they would flatten the hills and they would raise places that needed to be raised that were swampy and the low places and they would make a highway for the gospel of the Son of God to go. And so as Rome spread its wings and it began to spread all over the earth, then they over and over again had to revise the roads. They had to get the armies out. And so they just kept spreading finger roads all over the world. And that was important for the preparation for the Son of God. But as that took place, then there had to be those legions stationed everywhere 
to enforce the peace, and so that was done. Then Augustus began to do what all unchecked and unaccountable rulers did and still do today. He began to take advantage and to show his power in ways that were brutal. He began the extravagances that goes with that lifestyle of absolute authority. As you know, he loved the horse races, if you've read history. There was the great forum at Rome and later the Colosseum after the destruction of the temple in the 70s before the Colosseum was finished. But the games of the Romans became more and more brutal, and that's where the arenas came in later on. But during the days of Augustus, Rome spread out, and the great Circus Maximus was there because, you see, Rome's built on seven hills just over the hill, the Palatine Hill from the Forum is a low place, and it is a great circle. The great circle is referred to as, of course, the Circus Maximus, the great circle. Then there was the Aventine Hill, and those two hills in between that is where these great chariot races, horse races would be. So Augustus wanted to be able to look at the forum that was the center and the heartbeat and the cardo of Rome, and then he wanted to be able to watch from that Palatine Hill. He wanted to also watch the Circus Maximus and the horse racing below. And so he took the Palatine Hill, That was between the Circus Maximus and between the Great Forum at Rome. And he built there a house, a palace, a great house on a hill today, anywhere in the world, is still called a palace because of that great house that Augustus Caesar built on the Palatine Hill. And so he built a palace. The ruins of it are still there today. I was just in them two years ago before COVID hit. The ruins are still there today. It's a magnificent structure. And so in the next podcast, what we're going to do is take a look at bringing together all of the things that we've talked about, which are just a few of the ways that God prepared the world for the coming of the Son of God. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.